Hi, welcome. Time for another video and I'm going to jump on a thread that I saw on uh, uh, a channel the other day uh, and it's the blind buys thread. Um, I saw it on Rob Walker's uh, but it was originally started by one Nick Rudu or Rudow. I, I haven't got to your channel yet Nick but I will do. So uh, Rob changed it to the 10 worst blind buys and I rather prefer that option. Um, it's nice to have a go at some uh, uh, music for a change instead of uh, continually uh, praising it for being the best thing that you've ever heard. So here goes. I'm going to do 10 and most of them occurred uh, back in the 70s. I've been in Thailand for over 20 years now. There ain't no vinyl here, chaps. Um, so all of these were um, albums that I actually bought in the UK way back when. And so I'm going to start with the first one. Um, I was an avid listener to John Peel on Saturdays on Radio 1 in the UK. And he... Uh, at the beginning of the 70s, uh, he constantly uh, was playing music by Captain Beefheart and the Magic Band. And I remember at the beginning of 70, the back end of 69, he was promoting Trout Mask Repl Replica. Well, uh, I did catch a couple of those songs, but uh, I, I didn't really take much notice of them at the time. Uh, but eventually I went down to the record store and bought the album, the double album, and it was virtually a blind buy. I took it home and I played the first uh, the first side and I thought, hmm, that's a bit strange. Uh, and by the time I got through to the fourth side, I, I, I thought, what the hell have I done? Well, to cut a long story short, I uh, played it a couple of more times but I, I absolutely hated it. I just couldn't get into Delta Blues, uh, Captain Beefheart style. Although I did uh, buy some latter albums and like them. So, uh, and to finish off that story, when I left for Thailand, I got rid of all my vinyl. And before I went, I thought, well, I better take a few CDs. Uh, I better buy some. Guess what I bought? Trout Mask Replica. And guess what happened? The same as what happened in England. I listened to them two or three times and haven't listened to it for 15 years. Still can't get into it. Next up then is uh, the band Yes. They were a big favourite of mine at the beginning of the 70s. Uh, bought Close to the Edge, the Yes album, and then went back. And then my uh, excitement grew as the new double album was about to appear on the stands in 1974, Tales from a Topographic Oceans. Rushed down, bought it, took it home, uh, and I listened to all four sides. Uh, and I basically, uh, I just couldn't get into it. Uh, there was far too much of Wakeman's theatrics on it. Um, How didn't seem to have the same sort of uh, belief in his playing 
uh, and I, I never got into it. And in fact, I only played it a few times and uh, that was the lot uh, on Tales from the Topographic Oceans. The third one, um, I was a big fan of Santana and then became a fan of the Mahavishnu Orchestra. So when I saw uh, an album featuring the two lead stars, Carlos Santana and John McLaughlin, I thought, oh, I'm going to have two pennyworth of this and I bought it, took it home and basically... Uh, I felt like I needed to do some uh, um, uh, Buddhist uh, uh, praying at the end of it because I just couldn't get into it. Even I Love Supreme, the cold train, left me a little bit sort of lifeless. Next up, uh, the fourth one, uh, Ian Jury. I really loved his debut album, New Boot and Pansies. And then uh, with great excitement, uh, went down and bought the follow-up, Do It Yourself. Just couldn't get into it. It's too comedic. It was too much uh, tongue-in-cheek stuff. It doesn't seem to have any real uh, rhythm to it. And I, I really couldn't get on with that album at all. So that was another one that went in the uh, uh, bins not to be played. I think this is my fifth choice now. Um, I was a great fan of Genesis. And uh, when I heard on the grapevine about this new band, Merlillion, who were apparently supposed to be very similar, I thought, well, this is a dead cert. So I rushed down and bought their debut script from a jester's tear. Got back home, put it on and thought, hmm, if this is uh, similar to Genesis... Well, I guess it is a little bit, but it's a very poor imitation. So that one went into the uh, worst blind buy a bin as well. Next up, uh, Peter Gabriel joined the uh, clan. Uh, he went into an original soundtrack in 1985 to Birdie. I'd got all of his albums up until then, and I rushed down and bought it, brought it home. Of course, it's all instrumental. And it's very, very dour and uh, somber. And I, I really just couldn't get into it. So uh, join the, the clan, so to speak. We're now up to number uh, seven, I think. And uh, yeah, get ready, uh, fans, fans of heavy metal. Um, I was a big Black Sabbath fan when I was 16, 15, 16, 17. Loved the first album after I saw them live in a very small venue and also had a lot of time for Paranoid. But uh, in 1971, I then leapt into the shop to buy Masters of Reality and uh, I just I just couldn't get on it. I, I just couldn't get into it. I didn't like the titles. I thought they were pretentious and that my love for them virtually dissolved uh, and after that I, I didn't buy another album by Black Sabbath uh, so I probably missed out a bit but anyway uh, masters of well not reality okay moving on this is my eighth choice and yeah it's time for the uh, axe to fall on Pink Floyd uh, grew up in the 70s loved mo most of the albums I always liked them. Some of them were uh, took a bit of getting used to, like the soundtrack more and uh, 
uh, obscured by clouds, but there were uh, tracks on that, on both those albums that I liked. And then, of course, the classics. Uh, in the early 80s to mid 80s, of course, they had a big falling out. Uh, that was Walters and Gilmore and get Walters split. And then we had a court case and eventually a Gilmore uh, won the case with the help of Wright and Mason and decided to keep the name going and toured and then had the audacity to go and make a new album with the name Pink Floyd. Uh, so anyway, I went down and bought it, came back to it, uh, put it on and wow, it was like a horror story. Um, Dogs of War should have been written by uh, Roger Walters and he'd have made a much better job of it. But uh, it was a, an appalling mess as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I think I played it once and I actually put it on the other night and it was still horrendous. So that one was definitely one of my worst blind buys. Now, uh, another one of those mega groups that are going to get the axe on them uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer uh, loved the debut loved Tarkus the follow up uh, I also had a lot of time for Pictures at an Exhibition the live album and then in 1972 I was waiting for Trilogy um, well I wish I'd uh, spent my time doing other things when I bought it and took it home I just found it so boring you know I, I, I was I was able to read the newspaper when it was on and when it got to the end I, I couldn't remember any of it it just seemed like a predictable keyboardy uh, prog rock which had lost some vitality so sorry trilogy my last one uh, is you uh, 2 yeah a great uh, I enjoyed all their 80s work, uh, but got to 93 and they released Zuropa. Well, I bought it, of course, and uh, oh, what a. I really couldn't get my head around that. This sort of TV, Zoo TV idea that uh, Bono had. Uh, not for me. Uh, it's uh, had a couple of listens, but it, I would consider it to be a pretty poor buy. So there we have it. Those are my 10. I hope you've enjoyed it. Make some comments. I'm sure uh, some of you are probably hopping mad. But uh, it's an interesting uh, thread, isn't it?